Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. My name is Luke. I'm joined, as always, by Murph and Chandler. How are we doing? Opening day, not the way we wanted it to shake out, but, you know, opening day, it felt good. felt good on just being in front of a TV. As you said, fans in the stands, our friend Kev, who was going to be on the podcast tonight, but seems like he's a little bit under the weather, a little bit upset, but also probably a little too drunk to record, and he had to travel all the way back to Stanford, which is whatever but how you guys doing you know all things considered could be worse yeah that's a good way to put it i'm not mad that we lost i'm mad how we lost yeah i i sent a text during the game that that was one of the most frustrating games that i've watched in a long time I i don't care like losses happen i don't care it's 162 games it's just really fucking aggravating when you lose the same way year after year after year after year after year and every year you're like okay cool yeah we added so-and-so so we're gonna stop huh we We lose every year because of situational hitting and shit like that not no i'm just talking in general the losses happen because of situational hitting it's frustrating to see it again already i was gonna say we've won the last four opening days in a row I know. I told you that. I'm just I saying. Know. That's why I was concerned. Why? I no, 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 no. I'm not, like I said. I'm not mad. Like lo- losses happen. Whatever. It's just frustrating that it's because of situational hitting already on day one. What was the number? It was 0 for nine with runners and scoring. Yes, with risp. Yeah. I think we left 11 on. 22. If I'm on. not mistaken. 22. I mean, 11 just, on in scoring position though. I think. That's, that's just kind of the that. nature of the beast of what the Yankees have been for the last ever. They've always been more. They've always been homer or bust. They've always been That's leaving, what I'm leaving at. runners on because the only way we get runs in, and we get a lot of runs, is by the home run ball. And you don't need runners in scoring position to do that. They just you're in scoring position at home plate, and that's how they've been, and that's how they will be. It's not going to change. So, and I've said on this podcast before that I want the Yankees to be that that small ball team, that Ray, that Royals team that won the World Series back in the day. I want that, which will never happen. It's just not how the Yankees are, and that's not how they operate. But I, I'm not – I mean, listen, I, I don't even need to say that. I'm not worried about it. It's one game. Obviously, I wanted to get the W. I'm not going to sit here – this whole podcast, a little disclaimer. I'm not going to sit here and overreact to anything that just happened. We are going to talk about some things because we did watch a game, and it was fun to watch. Would we like to win? Yeah. But there are a couple things that I do want to point out, not to be super overreact E, if that's a word <laughs> about it. Merck's the way you're right. prefacing this, it sounds like you're about to overreact. No, no, uh, I just I, wanted to talk about a few things. For example, first thing I want to bring up. Are you up, about to bring up that Gary Sanchez, like, WRC? Fine, let's talk about that first. Let's talk about that first. I was making funny. I was going with what? But you can. He said it seems like you're about to react. He said it seems like you're going to bring up that stat. I saw that, like, Gary Sanchez has the best whatever in the world, and then Randy Arozarena's is dog shit. But what is it? Read that stat out because that made me laugh. Those those stats uh, make me laugh. I, I like it was it. like it, it was like after whatever or like as of today, Gary Sanchez is like WRC plus whatever is four thirty eight, and Randy Rosarina's is like thirty eight. Like makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you think a little bit. Those stats make yeah. me laugh. I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't prefacing it to overreact in a real way like that. I just so a couple of things I noticed, which were storylines coming into this. 
that I want to talk about, for example, we could talk about Gary, but before that, I want to talk about just the Glaber defense thing. Glaber, he didn't really look too hot. Obviously, I hope that he fixes that, but that was a that the reason why I don't think it's an overreaction is because this is something that I hoped that he would fix coming in and going into the game one. Obviously, game one jitters and all that. It just he made a couple errors that a regular shortstop, i.e., Didi Gregorius, would have gotten, and that's when Didi was the shortstop. That just the first one that went to him that was a backhand, and he kind of made it look a little harder than it needed to be, and he he missed it when he was sliding down. That's a play that needs to be made. And honestly, when it was hit to him, I kind of felt like he was going to miss it. And that's not a good feeling to have with a shortstop. You know what I mean? Like when it was hit there, I held my breath a little bit. I didn't have that secure feeling he's going to... Because what happens when it's game on the line hit to the shortstop? Now what? If I'm holding my breath, opening day, useless play, that doesn't matter. That's why I'm hoping that he really takes a step forward. Obviously, it's game one. doesn't really matter, but it's just something that's been a trend that now he, he game one hasn't already fixed. Obviously, I'm not expecting that, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sorry. I, mean, I, don't know. I, was, I thought you were mad about that. No, I couldn't tell I mean, if you were frozen or what. No, no, I was waiting for you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know kind of rude of him to hit it to his backhand that hard to start off i mean give him like a candy hop or something to warm him up but a little rude i don't know yeah i'm very rude even but well, i don't he, know yeah. he's fine he he'll made be that fine play in, in spring training a couple times and we're like oh it looks like labor's got his glove now and it just obviously didn't translate up today but he also if i'm not mistaken unless i'm there was another play later on where he didn't Somebody beat out an infield single on a pretty routine ground ball to short when he was playing in the hole there a little later on in the game. Yeah. And that was just another play that if Didi's there, or obviously Jeter's there, if you go back farther, then I feel like both of them would make that play. So that wasn't an error. It was an infield single and where he was shifted. You know, was but like, that was yeah. another play where if there's a plus fielder there, they're making that play. It was the chopper that he like kind of bobbled and then. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, he like caught it up here, and then the yeah. throw was just a little, little late. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I'm not. I think the big thing about his defense is him, him shedding the like twenty, thirty pounds. I think he'll be able to move a little better, stuff like that. I think in the long haul, I'm not super concerned. I don't think he's going to win a Gold Glove, but you know, he'll no, be fine. I just want that. That's a storyline that I'm going to continue to look at, and that's something I want to bring up to start. But just a overall summary of the game. Obviously, we talked about it, the runners and score position thing. When you look at the Yankees box score from the starting lineup, box score, excuse me. I mean, let's talk about this one. The one time I do, we're doing uh, pick the pinstripe, which is basically beat the streak on our Patreon account. Uh, 161 boys, patreon.com slash 161 boys, bad ad, but that's that's where to find it. We're doing basically beat the streak, but it's called pick the pinstripe with the Yankees. I picked DJ LeMayu because obviously, and this is the one day he goes 0 for 4, which DJ LeMayu 0 for 4, Aaron Judge 1 for 5, 2 Ks, Aaron Hicks 0 for 4, Stanton 0 for 5 with 3 Ks, Glaber Torres 1 for 4, and the 1 was a, a dribbler, so not really in solid contact. Oh, that was a rock. Almost, it was almost a walk off dribbler. Whatever. No, it wasn't. This is early on. It was in like the no, third. The inning. one with Talkman got thrown out at home? 
Well, that no, wasn't a dribbler. Labor's was a single was the one that, that was a dribbler. His hit was like a bloop single over yeah. the third base. That's what. I, that's the one yeah. single. But oh, I thought we were talking about DJ. Sorry. <laughs> no, one for four for Glaber. Zero for four for Geo. Two for three for Gary, and we'll talk about that right now. Jay Bruce zero for three, and Clint two for three. So the only two people who actually had an impact today were Clint and Gary. So the one through four hitters were one for fucking eighteen. Not good. Can't win baseball games like that. Can't win baseball games like that. But obviously, one, one game. There's one hundred. The one was Judge. Left. One was the one Judge. Had, yeah, he had, he had, that, like, had a single goal. early on. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Gary, the elephant in the room. Everybody is talking about it. He's he's playing well, and that's awesome. And we we talked about this before, before we shunned him. And I'm, I guess technically I'm unshunning before him. you shunned him. I guess technically I'm unshunning him because he's hitting over his body weight right now. Because he certainly doesn't weigh 666 pounds. And he's batting 666. <laughs> no, he, he, he lost a little him. weight, Murph. <laughs> he's, he's just under that now. But he definitely is... He's coming out hot, and this is what we needed out of Gary. It's a guy that has been beaten down by... I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but we've certainly beat him down. He's been. I like to think down. he does. I hope he does. But if he does, then he clearly hurt us. But... He's been beaten down by the media and all that, and it's been everybody's been very outspoken about it. And you needed something like this. It, there are two people in this full in this nine man lineup that did well today, and I'm very happy that it's him because if it wasn't him, and he, if he didn't, obviously this isn't translating to the rest of the year, the rest of April, or whatever it may be. He needed a hot start, and this is a good first step into that hot start. I'm very happy for that because everybody else, DJ, are you worried about him going over four? Absolutely fucking not. Aaron Judge, I'm not worried about him. All of these guys, I know they can bounce back. They're not in a bad mental state. Gary needs to come out hot because that's the talk of the town. And I'm more impressed by his throw where he threw the guy out at yeah. second, like the eighth inning or seventh, whatever it was. I'm more impressed by that than the home run. That was. That was always really, really, really. It was big a rocket, out. dude. That was a fucking rocket. He's always yeah. done that, though. That's been his his calling. Well, card. he's always oh, yeah, done yeah. that, but usually you have to worry about it hitting him in the fucking face before he can catch it and throw somebody out. Yeah, I well, mean, that's... how often does he really actually make that throw? Not a lot of people try to run on him and whatnot. Like it's it's not very often where he contributes offensively and defensively in the same game to the level that he did today. So it was nice to see. Yeah. And he he had a very complete game today, and I'm very happy about that. I mean, he had a single too. Was the other? He had his home run, and then what? Home run and a single, oh, and, and then a walk. A walk late, a walk. the late walk there, and then he played damn good defense on the back end. He had a, he had a good all round game. Obviously, I'm not going to overreact to the one good performance, as I'm not going to overreact to the bad performances of everybody else in the team. It's just nice to see and. My storyline going forward with Gary is that I want him to continue something even remotely close to this. Don't look like a useless human being out there. Have a good April. If he has a good April, we haven't gotten into the rounding thirds yet. Obviously, I don't think we're going to do it today because it's just one game. But And for those listening for the first time, rounding third is where we just kind of throw our debate topics in there and... We're rounding third, and everybody else just declares us out or safe, and that's just our debate topic thing. But I'm just saying, if he has a if he has a good April, then I think he can carry that on for the rest of the season. I think he needs it more than anybody, and that's what I've been saying for the past five minutes. And I'm just reiterating that I'm very happy that he has come out hot. 
Something that I think is kind of cool about, I don't know, maybe it's different this year. Maybe it's not. We'll see how it plays in the long run. But I feel like every year with him, the same storylines, you know, every single year when he comes into spring training, it's like, oh, my God, look at how much weight he shed. He looks awesome. But then I feel like game one, he looks the exact same. Like he comes in day one to spring training is like fucking shorts T-shirt looks ripped. And then, you know, April 1st rolls around and he looks like a blimp. This year, today I mean, he, he looked, had an infield single today, dude. He looked good That's today. On the line. He looked good. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm praising him here. He looked like you know he looked shredded, and he apparently he's fucking Billy Hamilton like circa 2013 <laughs> with the infield before, single. Before so you, you know what's funny when he got the walk later on in the game, I walked into the like the kitchen to grab something or whatever, and then when I came back, I saw somebody stealing second, and I didn't realize that Talkman had pinch hit. And I thought that was oh. Gary stealing second. And I was like, Stunt why, why, how, how was he safe? Like, I was like freaking out thinking it was Gary, uh, but it was talking. And then he turned around and stole third again. Let's talk about the talking thing, because I was a little, I was a little confused about that. I, I, I turned away for the, for that moment. No, it and made sense. Talkman, I didn't realize you got pinched hit either. So I looked over pinch and Talkman pinch run. I looked over and then I saw Talkman or I saw somebody stealing just like you did. And then he also stole third, which is awesome. But what he's only gotten me, thrown out twice in his career. Yeah, I didn't he's, know a, he's a good stealer. I didn't know he was that good of a stealer, a base stealer. He's not that fast. He, he's definitely not he's slow. But he, Talkman's fast. No. He's, he's not fast. slow. Dude, he's a football faster player. than him. He's, he looks like he's a, a I think he's player. just a good base runner more than he is fast. That's half the battle there, Murph, though. Because when, That's yeah, what I'm dude. saying. When we play MLB The Show, a lot of people have speed, but they're they're stolen bases or acceleration whatever it is is super low it's yeah like, and in real life it, you just I mean, get take, a good jump yeah. take so it a I step further than jump. that look at chandler drake third year jv baseball <laughs> you know i'm sitting there off the bench you know maybe draw a walk get hit by a pitch good instincts not very fast but it's a thing you were not a good base stealer i was a d- damn good base stealer i swear to god i've seen you i don't know if you looked Different. A buddy of mine actually it's sent me uh, right our, our right a uh, senior year baseball stat sheet, and I had yeah your max preps up. No, I uh, my senior year I had Murph's fourteen stolen bases. Would you have? I had fourteen stolen bases in what beer league softball? No, <laughs> you're not high school baseball man. Twenty sixteen. No, you're not. Twenty sixteen. You're like. Years we're ago. like the seventh best team in eight team league. That's pretty good. Glens Falls. Yes, sir. Who else is from? Glens everybody Falls? from MLB yeah. is from Glens Falls. No. The entire Brewers roster. Nobody ever. Actually, um, side. Note, anyway, moving I, on. Side note. Side note. Before we move <laughs> on. Speaking of hometowns, Murph is Charlie Blackman from not Murph uh, Chandler is Charlie Blackman from uh, your hometown. Nice. Field. He is not. Then the pitcher no. that he was facing today is from Niceville, Florida. Jimmy Nelson, yeah. Yes. Jimmy Nelson. He was pitching today, yeah. and the announcer said, hailing from Niceville, Florida, and I lit up. I was like, wow, I just learned what Niceville yeah. is, and this guy's from there. That's the coolest thing ever. It's cool. Yeah, it's a hell of a name for a town. His little brother is my best friend growing up's little brother's best friend. So, Yeah, his dog's first owner is my right, back to the That's Yankees. a close connection. That's back like to the Yankees. With. Every also, somebody I saw like daily. Just shut up for a second. Thank you. You shut up. No. 
So back to the Yankees. I'm a little upset that <laughs> why are, why was it at one o'clock? Because we we should have an, uh, addressed that first thing that we got on this podcast. I was a useless body at work today. Kev came in and he was pre-gaming to go to the game because I live ten minutes from the stadium. Small flex. I don't know if that's a flex or not, but it's kind of cool. And I don't think I did a thing today. I, why? Why? If you're the Yankees, not even just—it's not the Yankees' fault. Why? If you, the Yankees usually have prime time, everything to start a season at least. Like last year, to start the season, we had that prime time game against the Nationals, and they led it with the Yankees. Why are we at one o'clock? Why not? Put, I prefer a day game on opening day. I do too. Yeah, I feel on like a Saturday, Saturday, not during the middle of the workday. I get they're not really selling. Yeah, you tickets. get a, you got a job now. I get it. Yeah, but still. They should first of all, opening day should be on a weekend. Agreed. I it should be like that. a Saturday. To find it should be a, like a time to jab opening day where you've got like <laughs> fucking bouncy houses and shit like that. No, honestly, I think no, this is more. This is, should be on a weekend. This is more on you for being selfish and not taking off work. Well, we just came back from Florida, so I didn't want to take off. I oh. just started this. Job. Whatever. Isn't it busy season? Aren't you an accountant? <laughs> no, we should just not work all day. We're out of business now, but that's exactly why I was able to not work all day. I just had my laptop in the corner and I had my all the games on right in front of me. I didn't do a thing. I was drunk. It was great. It was a fantastic time. Still drunk, whatever. But that was my little bugaboo. I don't know why we're starting at one o'clock when I want them to be starting at six. I'm excited to go to games though. Doesn't feel like opening day. I feel like if it's a night game though, it's not the I same. Agree. Like I want to see DJ with his like I agree. Viper looking glasses on. I want to see everything. I want to like see the Judge with the ones that look like fucking snowboard goggles. You go from like hat to mouth. You know, I, I don't know. I I want to go to games at night watching on TV. I kind of like it in the day. Just my my thing. Did it just feels it? like opening day when it's a day game. Oh, no, I know. I know. I, when I think of opening day, I think of when we were back in, in college, Murph, and everybody came to our side. Oh, of yeah. the, everybody came to our side of... Uh, of wash our, our house and we had we wrote it on the chalkboard i drew the opening day logo and we all just sat there all day long and just watched baseball and it was two so years fantastic. ago that void home run in like the first yeah, or second first inning. inning that was it was the first electric inning. first, first inning. yeah it was, was the first the, inning he, yeah, I, think I was, he, was sitting batting in the, two? Uh, no he wasn't batting two judge was batting two. No, he's, he, he was batting like must three, have been or three or four no he's he batting three because it was a three-run home run yeah yeah i was sitting in the gold nugget biloxi sports book I was sitting alone at like noon on a Wednesday. It was awesome. Great day. I sat there for eight hours by myself. That sounds so cool. It was so fun. Just well, I was waiting for my a little bit worse. I was waiting for my friend to get off work. He he was supposed to come at noon and then got hung up. So and he never oh. came. For those, no, he came. He just came at like nine. Sounds like a sad story. This doesn't. What do you guys like do for story. opening day? <laughs> I What's... had an absolute blast. Say what you want, but. So we, I have, well, I, I guess have kind you, of a ritual for opening day. I want, I want people to DM us that are listening right now. What do you do for opening day? Because a lot of people are superstitious about what goes on for opening day, and I don't know. I, I just like to hear that. And Mer, you sound like you had a great time, Chandler. So, what did you do today? Opening day, you woke up. You said you had the fucking whiskey out, ready to go all day long. Took off work. Run me through your day. Opening day to Chandler oh, Drake. What's he doing? Uh, let's see. I woke up, went to my nine o'clock meeting for work. All right. Shut uh, that down. Skip for, skip ahead to like 11. A. No, I I'm skipping till 10, 10 got off, whatever. Uh, 
kind of made like a mental shopping list. Uh, got clean shaven. Want to look good. You know, it's Yankees protocol. You have to be clean shaven. So true. Shaved up a little bit. Uh, then next thing I knew, it was like 11. So I frantically shopped for some game day snacks, rolled back, busted out the whiskey, sat down on the couch, and I have not moved since until now where I moved my chair. Actually, that's a lie. I went to Jersey Mike's and got us up and not. I haven't left this couch. I'm on the same couch that I was on all day, and I got my TVs in front of me. I'm still, cr- I'm currently watching Zach Grinky just shove dick against the Athletics. So that's fun. I love Zach Grinky. I really I'm not do. a fan of it, Zach Grinky. Hurts me to say it, but he's a great guy. So let's go back we'll to the like Yankees a lot a more. If you can let's go back to the Yankees a little bit. This is the Yankees podcast. What What are our thoughts on on Cole's first start? Looked real, real good at first. So his, I think he looked good the whole time. I think they left him in too long. I mean, it was clear that he was pretty fatigued there at the end. His fastball velo yeah. dropped. You know, he's frustrated, not hitting his spots. Like, and I get that he's your ace, and you leave him out there. And I don't really care. He gave up two runs. That's not bad. I, I mean, I yeah. just think he was. I his think his final line. His final end. line. Was you don't want him to go much farther over a hundred pitches on opening day anyway. I don't know why they tried yeah. to leave him in there. Or, uh, yeah, so his final line was 5.1 innings pitched, five hits, two runs, two walks, eight strikeouts, 97 pitches. I agree, Murph. I don't know why they left him in for 97 pitches. I remember they were talking to Aaron Boone before it, and they were hoping for at least 86, and that seems like a, a regular amount. Something that was kind of wild to me that I saw when they were – obviously everybody else probably heard this too when they were listening to the broadcast, but he's tied for second most strikeouts by a Yankee on opening day. And I think it's it's Tom Leary with nine in nineteen ninety one is the leader, and he had eight today, which is kind of wild. And he had eight through like four innings. Right? I know and they were because they mentioned that when he had seven through about early on, it's and it was kind of wild that it it didn't make sense to me at first, but then I thought about it a little bit, and then I thought, okay, opening day, people aren't stretched out. You're probably not going more than five six innings at the max to start the season anyway, so. You know, nine strikeouts through five, probably every starting pitcher ever on opening day. It's a good number to beat. So eight, I mean, he pitched pretty good today to a low-key, very good Toronto Blue Jays offense. And we've talked about that in the, on the series preview episode, if you guys listen to that. They're they're good one through nine. They're missing Springer, but he he certainly didn't pitch against Gritching the Orioles to come out of it. well today. And Gritchick is Gritchick played as well today as I would have expected Springer to. So, like, yeah, they were missing Springer, but I think the bigger storyline of Cole's start was how well, again, how well Gary did. He called a good game, and I mean, I know he does the weird ass like one knee on the ground thing, but he, I mean, he was a fucking vacuum back there. He looked great. Yeah, he, he, he didn't he look bad behind the balls. Though. He wasn't taking balls off the chest and just letting people run everywhere. He looked really, really good today. He, yeah, today, just, you know, if you were to watch just this one game, you wouldn't say that Gary Sanchez is like a minus catcher. Like, you'd be like, all right, obviously he's not the best catcher in the world, but he's a plus fielder just from this game alone. Um, obviously, he's not a plus fielder in reality, but if he can even moderately replicate what he did today. It's completely fine. He did good pitch framing. He did. I mean, he did really well. I'm I'm sorry. Just blown away. I I was not expecting the one positive thing to take out of opening day to be Gary fucking Sanchez. So I knew, listen, I, I'm the biggest Gary hater on this podcast and I'm, I'm very 
happy with what Gary has shown. Even though he started out hot in the spring training games and then he kind of tapered off a little bit, I'm happy with the flashes of things that he's showing, and I think he's going to do well from here on out. And that's me saying that. I think he's. I, I have confidence that he's gonna actually going to have a pretty good year this year. I think, with that being said, I don't think he's going to be hitting 280. That's not his game. I think he's. I, I predict him to end, obviously, this is a way too early prediction, but I think my confidence level, what I always talk about, Murph, just the Luke test, I feel it in Gary Sanchez right now. I feel a little bit, and I don't want to act like, I don't want people to think that I'm just, I'm, I teeter-totter a lot. I just think, I do feel this. It's something that I feel in my bones that he, he's got a little bit of his swagger back, and that's all I'm feeling. That's basically what the Luke test is. Do you got the swagger? Do you have the confidence in the box? Voight didn't have that for me, but now he so does because he's got that he presence in the in the box. Picture a guy like Juan Soto, absolute swagger in the box. He's going to get a hit, and that gives you confidence as a fan that he's going to get a hit. He projects a hit on you, and that's how I feel kind of with Gary Sanchez. Not not really with Gary's yet, but I, I think he's got that in the tank, and I think he's showing a lot more of a presence in the box as opposed to what I've seen previously. One thing that kind of disappointed me today, kind of just kind of speaking about presence in the box, was Jay Bruce. For somebody that's been around as long as he has, and I'm a huge Jay Bruce guy, I'm, I want him to hit 40 home runs in April. I'm just saying. I mean, he looked lost today. <laughs> for a guy that's been around as like long as – No, for a guy that's been around as long as he has, there's no reason for some of those swings and misses. I know that's kind of part of his game, but for fuck's sake, man. like He was chasing he, everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I look, not a huge thing. He's a backup first baseman that may or may not be on the team for their whole season, but you know, it, it was just kind of disappointing. I was really looking forward to having him on the team, and I thought I thought he would do a serviceable job at minimum. Oh, he and still I mean, might. It's, he it's game one. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's game one. I, he was one of the guys I was really had my eye on today, and nobody hit well. But I don't know. He looked totally lost. But I mean, so did everybody. But I don't know. I just want to bring it up. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Bruce is going to be the first baseman until at least about the All-Star game, unless we bring somebody else in or bring somebody else up like Ford. He's missing like three weeks. Voice? No, he's shut down for three weeks. He's not missing three weeks. I thought they said All-Star game. All right. No, no, no. no. You're you're more right than Chandler. He's he's shut down for three weeks from baseball. He's going to be back by like mid-May at the latest. I saw All-Star game. I saw like mid-June. A meniscus isn't bad at all. A meniscus is like I've seen people tear a meniscus and be back in two, three weeks. He made like, me in sad. football. He made me sad on that crutch when he walked out. Did you see the opening ceremonies? Yeah, he yeah. made me like it was like sad. it was like proud tears. You know, you got the big flag yeah, flying in the background. Proud about that because he's just hobbling out there. He's just yoked. I don't. No, I love Luke. You Boyd. could tell. I was sad because you could tell he was sad. He's a I guy know, who but- really cares. He's not about the contract. He just wants to be out there with the boys. And he wants to be just bashing with the boys. And he's upset. He seems like he was upset. He walked out there with a crutch. You know, it, it. that's what makes me think it's a little bit serious because he needed a crutch to walk out for the opening ceremonies. Well, yeah, no shit. And he had surgery a week ago. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> if there's any opportunity to walk out there without the crutch to portray that it's not a big deal, you would take it. But he clearly... The, the doctor said, hey, you need that crutch to walk out there. That's what I'm saying. That's what, what the thought that went through my mind is that 
It's clearly a big he, enough. He deal. wouldn't use. He wouldn't have brought it out there if he if didn't he didn't need it. need it. Exactly. If there was any uh, ounce of him being able to walk out there for a moment and just stand there, maybe lean on your buddy <laughs> just to keep some weight off that foot, he would have done it. And I think that's why I'm. That's why I'm a little bit nervous about that injury. Or he just wanted to follow doctor's orders because why are you going to try and be a tough guy it, when everybody? But you're also on national media, so you you kind of want to portray that you're okay. And he's a tough motherfucker, so I I know that he wanted everything in his bones wanted to do that and portray that. But the doctor absolutely definitely told him. Hey, I would say it was more tough that he had the crutch. He looked up. You know what's and he made me upset. You know I don't know. I think it's more tough to, you know. Follow doctor's orders, get that shit right for May, then try and look tough and miss two more weeks. Well, that's the point is that it's the doctor's order, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's what I meant in the sense that he needed it. Like, they're not like, oh, you could like, they didn't want like trying to throw some pageantry together and be like, oh, walk out with this crutch. So it'll be a big deal. Like he needed to use the crutch. So use the crutch. Yeah. Which and, is sad. And speaking to the injuries <clears throat> and stuff too, because him, Wilson and... Britain, Severino as well, but all of them, there's this whole mantra that everybody has, we've burned in our brains for the last couple seasons is that, oh, just, it's okay. We'll get through until, until the playoffs, as long as everybody's healthy by the playoffs, it's going to be fine. And I, I hate that more than anything in the world. I hope that these guys get back within the first couple months because yes, we can win games without them. And yes, it'll be fine. And yes, we'll, definitely still make the playoffs the sky isn't falling chicken little but i just don't like that i, I want to win every game i want everybody to be healthy is that so much to ask I, that 80 percent of the team could be just healthy for the whole year that, that's I, I i really going into this year i was talking to kev before he went to the game and me and him both had the same mindset i don't know if this is just being naive before this the season starts and just having high hopes but I really, truly believe that we're going to have a fully healthy year this year. And I really, truly believe Aaron Judge will have a healthy year this year. And same with Giancarlo Stanton. And Gary Sanchez has a great season. Now that I'm saying this out loud, this is, seems like extreme wishful thinking on all of those. It's a pipe dream. This is a pipe dream. I have a dream. theory. But I, I, I truly believe that, and that's just me being hopeful this year. But I have tricked myself into saying, no, those are two years that are we're going to look back on and be like, wow. That team was so injured every year. It's not the players, and I'm hoping that's the case. I hope that it's not the players on this team that are locked up long-term that are going to be the problems going forward. I hope it's just a, a blip on the radar being the last two years. I hope we can look back in the past tense and just be like, ooh, those years stunk. That's what I'm hoping for, and that's what I think we can do. I, I, until I think this year, if there, if everybody who gets hurt in the last two years, if it happens again, then then we're we're in a world of hurt because that's going to happen every year going forward until we restructure the team. I have a theory on Stanton that I just kind of want to throw out there. Talk to me about Stanton. I will. <clears throat> Obviously, today didn't quite prove it. Well, maybe it did to an extent. I think long hair like Afro Stanton sucked. MVP Stanton. <laughs> he did today. Oh. He did today. But I'm just we're saying he didn't suck. You know what? You know what? Here's Did a positive. Afro two, positive. Today? To, two positives from today from Stanton with Afro Stanton. One. He didn't get hurt. There was a ball on the outside corner slider, low outside slider, that he actually put a bat on. Positive one. Positive right. two. 
He hit a slow roller, ran it out, and didn't rip every muscle in both of his legs. Boom. Now, get a little more comfortable. Game two, he's hitting two home runs. He's hitting 58 home runs this year. You heard it here first. As long as he doesn't cut his hair, if he cuts his hair, we're fucked. But if he keeps the hair going, 58 home runs. He had that hair, though. In the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. And look what he did. In the playoffs. That's a good point. All right, all right. No, that's why I was on I was on I was on your team there. But I I honestly for the pick the pinstripe ad once patreon.com slash one sixty one boys pick the pinstripe live episodes. I almost picked him to do the hit today, to do that thing where you get to hit, because he loves opening day so much. Like every year. Last year he had a home run opening day. The year before that was against I think it was either Rays or the, or the Blue Jays opening. Didn't day. Didn't he hit two? He had two. Yeah, and first and that was his season first, ever. first season ever with the Yankees, and he just loved opening day. And today he fucking hated opening day. This was You're not gonna pick day. DJ every day. Me? I know you are. That was your first thing you said when we decided to do this. You're like, so can I just pick DJ every day? I was like, he's not going to get 162 straight hits, you jackass. Well, I, did sure. I did it last year, and I happened to get him during his eight-game hit streak, and I had the longest eight? streak active. Yeah. Holy fuck. What'd you buy with all your winnings? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but he had an eight-game hit streak. I mean, you guys were all picking these other people and. I don't even know. I think somebody picked uh, the picks were like. Clint, I almost picked Gary today. I'm Clint, not gonna lie. No, I wish didn't. I did. I picked. I Glaber. swear to God, Pete I typed. Glaber. I typed Gary, and then when I typed Gary, I thought of Glaber, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go with Glaber." Great. People pick. were picking he a, Clint. He had a rock Judge. Glaber, all, all all those guys, and I was like, "Are you guys serious?" I'll take. Well, Clint got a hit. Judge got a hit. Okay, Labor got a hit. Said, didn't get a hit. I said, "Are you guys serious? <laughs> I'm going to take, take DJ, you idiots." In high, I will say DJ yeah. hit three lasers. He kind of got cucked. Oh yeah, I mean, he, he kind of got cucked. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Darren O'Day first. That, I was literally about to bring up Darren O'Day. That was the last thing on my list. Wait, there. who? Who's? Uh, sorry, before we go to O'Day, who the the Marcus Semyon's web gem? Who hit that? Was that DJ? Yeah. Probably DJ. DJ, that's why it was DJ. I mean, no one should ever be worried about DJ, but that's another reason he was safe. Worried about DJ because DJ was just rocking baseballs today. Yeah, Yeah, what I saw. All to the right side. Also, who the fuck shifts on DJ? They did that in his first at bat. Vladdy Jr. was playing like at second base. Really pissed me off. Out of all the shifts. Yeah, why would they shift? I don't know why they'd shift to that side either. Out of all the shifts, DJ is one one player that gets played straight up, and I love it because you can't play against DJ. The shift has been so over. you can today, apparently. I guess so, but. but G- DJ, I hate the shift too. And the shift has been so over dramatic, and it's so like four guys on one side and all that stuff. DJ is the one player who I always notice is not shifted on. It's crazy. That's a, that's the biggest respect to a player because he, he, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just spray charts all over the place. Yeah, his yeah. spray charts everywhere. So there's nothing you can do. It's just I can hit it anywhere at any time, and you can't do anything about it. So, one thing I wanted to bring up before we sign off here. It's kind of an unorganized episode. We're just kind of reacting to opening day. I promise going forward, we'll have regular segments, news segments, rounding third, like I said, the debate topics, and then we'll get into DMs at the end. This one's we're just reacting to one game, so we don't really have much to talk about. But Darren O'Day, this, it, come on now. 
I don't know. Is it too late to? I mean, I would put his Cy Young odds right now at minus three thousand. How many relievers? And I would, have won Cy I would Young? lay that juice. I would lay that juice. <laughs> How many relievers have won Cy Young? Oh, there's been a couple. I'm pretty sure Eckersley won one. Um, I don't not recently though. I don't think. Maybe, Britain almost think won one a couple years ago. 2016, Britain almost On won the it, Orioles. Yeah. yeah, that card was that card in MLB the show is disgusting. Yeah, you can ask my friend. I sat under a blanket and repeated that over and over after he blew the fucking wild card last year. They almost won a Cy Young and then walked it. Fucking, that's that's a different story. <sighs> but something I'm looking I up right now. Hold Darren on. O'Day. Darren O'Day is literally right now. Obviously, Chapman is done with his suspension. So next time they play on Saturday, no, he's Chapman, not. He what? still has one more game. Chapman's suspicions. Game. It's two games. Yeah, but didn't he serve one game already? No. Yeah, today. Oh. I thought it was I thought it was he was halfway through it before this game. No. Either way. He is now halfway through so it. So Darren O'Day is Raleigh the closer Fingers for <laughs> Darren O'Day is the closer for the one more game. I love it. Willie Hernandez, Dennis Eckersley, Darren Eric O'Day. Gagne, Darren O'Day. Steve Bedrosian. Mark Davis, Sparky Lyle. And Did Eckersley win it the year that Darren he gave up the Kurt Gibson home run? <laughs> what? Did yes, Eckersley? he did. Nice. Yes, he did. What happened? Uh, uh, in here. I was just home, and my grandfather, I sat down with him for a little while, and he said he met Sparky Lyle. That's cool. That's kind of cool. Very cool. So Darren O'Day will be the last person on that list, and the Silver Fox looked fantastic on the mound today. And it's just been everything that – it's just so funny seeing this come to fruition. It's just seeing me at the end of the season, and we wanted this whole Darren O'Day train to happen. Called it first episode off the season, off the Brousseau home run. I'm like, I want Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day becomes a Yankee. We put out that hype video. I get hyped. I cry a little bit. Darren O'Day is on the Yankees, and now he's doing it in pinstripes. And now he's literally the closer because, obviously, by default. But it's just funny. Dude, did you see him saw that guy's bat in half? That was awesome. He missed his spot by 16 inches. Oh, yeah, Rowdy Telez. Yeah. Rowdy Telez. As much of a joke as we've kind of made it out to be that we want Darren O'Day, he's actually not a bad pitcher. He's a pretty damn good pitcher at that. He's old. But he knows how to do it, and that's kind of the guy you need in the playoffs. And he's he's gonna be an asset moving forward. I know I joke about him being the closer right now, but I mean playoff time when we got Chapman, we got Chad Green, Zach Britton, Justin Wilson. Darren O'Day is gonna be a nice person to have in there, and he's gonna be that person who replaces. And maybe we don't have to see more of Loizaga. Maybe we don't have to see more of Nick Nelson. the The bullpen looked great today, and Loizaga had a little bit of. Control issues like he always does, but he's got the stuff. I hope he figures it out. Well, why does he get look great? He did. Nick Nelson great. wouldn't have given up that run if it wasn't for the man on second. Yeah, that's he a came big topic. I can't yeah, he got out of that too. The bullpen looked great, and every, everybody looked great there. But my confidence test in the trust tree, if we got Darren O'Day in there, we don't have to see us. We it's Darren O'Day versus those guys, and I'd rather take Darren O'Day there, who's a guy who's been proven and has pitched in big games in the last two years too. He's been on the Braves, he's been on every other team. It seems like, but the most, Orioles, Orioles play a lot of big games. Orioles too. But most recently, they no, did when he was well, on. Yeah, the when Orioles. he was on the team, I thought you. Were, oh yeah, yeah. I thought no, you were joking, but he actually did pitching big games yeah, there, back when Chris Davis knew no, I know. baseball. He was on yeah. the not shitty Chris Davis Orioles. Yeah, that was back when Zach Britton was in that bullpen too. And that's a nasty bullpen. That was a nasty bullpen. 
And now we have both of them. So now exactly. we have a nasty bullpen. Exactly. But well, except neither of them are is... as good as they used to be. What was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think no. You're what you're saying though is Darren O'Day's pitched in big spots and he's going to really be an asset down the line, down yeah, the yeah. stretch. And that and as much of a joke as it, I've made it out to be, and we've posted about and made it so much fun about it, Darren O'Day is going to be huge for this team, and that's why I was so in on it. It was half a joke, but so serious because it's so cheap and. He's done it. He's been there. He's done that. He's recently literally pitched in the NLCS. He was again on the Braves. He was they were a game away from the World Series. He was in the big spots, and that's who I like having there. That's why I like having that as our fucking four guy out of the pen. That's so cool. Him and Justin Wilson are pretty much equals to me. I don't know anything about Justin Wilson because he hasn't done much for us. I, I feel like O'Day is significantly better than just uh, absolutely i, I mean too. o'day fills the Ottavino role pretty well that's kind of what he was that's exactly except he throws exactly strikes what when we have justin seven eight, nine, doesn't exactly fill canely but exactly when we go right. seven eight nine it's gonna be green o'day chapman so or i mean well britain when he's back but you know for now for until midsummer and then i mean you've well, got you've got o'day green britain chapman that's a pretty damn good six seven eight nine yeah, and I don't mind seeing him coming. So the thing is, Green can cover two innings if we need to. If we need somebody to come in and shut down the sixth and the seventh, then Green can do that. And then you have O'Day or Britton and Chapman to fill out the next two innings based on who pitched the day before, you know? So is it just me or has Green not been going as long? We we think of Green as this two-inning guy. I feel like he hasn't gone two innings in a while. I don't know if that's my he does. I mean, he, t- he pitched in two innings today. He only does it when he has to. It's not like yeah. he's a set two-inning guy. It's like if we get... You know, if somebody gets fucked at the beginning, then Green will come in and do two innings. That's what I mean. I feel like back right. in the day, he used to be that that opener guy who can go long in middle relief or whatever it may be, long innings. I feel like he's just he's slowly transitioning to. He, this. he fell into the setup. Yeah. He fell. Well, into the, I feel he's, like he's now just a guy. He's a one the, inning guy, but he does it fucking awesome, and that's we haven't he, had the need for it. I mean, you only need it's only a dire need to have stretch a guy out in the playoffs or in a high leverage game and we haven't and whenever we need him to do it he does it but yeah we no, mean, when, was the, when was the last game outside of the wild card that he went to in a third that we actually really really needed him to do that like whereas do or die you need Jack green to you know give us he might have, yeah the last time he threw two innings it was probably one of those uh bullpen day starters exactly we don't need him to if he needs to i i'm confident in him but i mean And if you don't need to, why Chandler, you lost you for a second. But yeah, I, I I just have been noticing, I just have been noticing that Chad Green has been, he opened as this guy, no pun intended. He opened as this guy who went a lot of innings and now they've, they've realized, I guess how good he is. And now he's just, he's become a one inning guy. I don't think I, my point in bringing this all up is that I don't think we can, rely on him to do two innings anymore he can if he needs to and i think that's the case with any other reliever i think we think of him i used to think of him as this swiss army knife who will go two innings every time now it's like no he's he's gonna go an inning and that's gonna be chad green i don't know that's just the way i've been seeing it maybe i'm reading yeah but you can also see him get you know like like what happened today they put him in with one out he threw one pitch got out of the inning then through the next inning like that kind of thing he can stretch over 
couple innings if he needs to. Obviously, not, not every time he goes in, it's not going to be one pitch, two outs out of the inning. But yeah. well, if he throws, say, less today, than five or ten pitches to finish out an inning, he'll throw the next one. They were going to let him go two today regardless, I think. I, they didn't have anybody else up regardless of what happened, you know, unless he just got fucking blown up. But, you know, as long as he got out of that inning, I think they were going to let him go too. Yeah. All right. That will do it for me for this episode, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. Overall, good, no. good opening day. It was a good game, honestly. That, that's something I didn't say before. I'm happy that it was, a, it was a fun game to watch versus opening against the Orioles like last year. Last year, we opened against the Orioles, and it's just a fucking bloodbath. No, we didn't. Last year, we opened against the Nationals. Throwaway last year, year before that, we were supposed to open. We were no, we were actually supposed to open against the Orioles. That's why I was thinking about that. And I think the year before that was was against the Orioles, and the year before that was against. I don't know. I'm just. It was. It was supposed to be against the Orioles. I'm happy we didn't play the Orioles. Bottom line, I wanted to see a good game, and I'm glad we saw a good game because it was a very good game. The Yankees didn't play great offensively, but they played great defensively, and it was a close game to the end. Interesting, down to the bottom of the ninth and or the tenth. Uh, we actually didn't talk about the run on second rule, which we hope. And just to summarize that, it's fucking I stupid. I don't like it. It's very stupid. There's nothing else we need. To, I, I'm sure we're all on the same page there on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely fucking dumb. But it's not, hey. and it's not because we lost because of it. Because we didn't lose because of that. We lost because we didn't have. We didn't take advantage of all the opportunities we had. We read the runners in scoring position numbers. It's just we didn't take advantage of those. We didn't lose because of that, and we also had an opportunity with a runner on second as well. So that's not the reason why I don't like it. I don't like it because it's stupid. <laughs> that's yeah. no, that's the I think it's absolute fucking no. Yeah. Dumb. So but, I don't hey, my big takeaway for the day is one sixty one and one is still on the table, which is still a pretty good season by my book. Um, so yeah, whatever. Agreed. And. Before we end this episode, I want to thank you guys for making it this far. We're going to have a fantastic season going forward. Episodes are going to release Tuesdays and Fridays every single week. That's going to be all Yankees talk. Also on Sundays, myself and Chandler and a bunch of other people with a revolving door are just going to do a MLB podcast as well, just kind of a bonus episode that we release on Sundays. So that's going to be fun. Look out for that. You guys have already at this point listen to the Blue Jays series preview. We're going to be doing that for every single first series of the year. For example, when we play the Royals for the first time, we're going to get a Royals podcaster on, talk to them, do a little preview because who the hell knows what's going on with the Royals, unless you're just crazy and you're watching every Royals game, but it's fun to get the insight on what the other team is actually up to on a day-to-day basis, just as though we we're talking about the Yankees. So it's fun to hear that stuff. We had a couple actually really fun episodes coming up with the Red Sox ones. We have we have very good friends who are Red Sox fans, and they're going to come on. So that's going to be fun. Look out for those before every single series. Uh, please, we'd love it if you could rate us five stars on iTunes. It helps us a ton. If you can get us to five stars, I do these little little bets with myself. If you guys can get us to 225 five-star ratings on iTunes by the next episode on Tuesday... So give you the whole weekend to go after it. I usually say I'll eat a baseball, but this time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up a little bit. So if you give us 225 ratings, five-star ratings on iTunes, don't give us a one-star. That'd be rude. <laughs> if you give us 225 ratings by Tuesday, I'll open the next episode up on Tuesday, ripping five shots before we start the show. So 
That's gonna be You're how that starts. Am I a hard ass or is that just fun? You are, dude. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to uh like uncrack a fresh bottle and pour them out in front oh, of everybody what, too. What am I gonna cheat? Am I gonna have water? If you get to two hundred twenty five ratings by Tuesday, I will absolutely do that. It'll be live on YouTube and Twitter. So everybody can see it. It'll be fun. And then you'll slowly realize how much more drunk I get as we're ten minutes into the episode and I'm plastered already so rate us 25 225 five stars on itunes that'd be really helpful just you're already on the app dude so swipe down um yeah and check us out on patreon.com slash 161 boys we're doing the beat the street game it's a lot of fun a lot of other exclusive content and monthly giveaways we give away i'm sure you guys have noticed we've been posting ice in my pinstripes they he has some fire stuff i'm actually wearing a jersey that i bought off him i I made sure I hit him up as soon as he posted it because his stuff goes off the table as soon as he posts it. I remember I see he edits and says sold as soon, like after 10 minutes of some things. So he's me giving, giving away things to just our patrons for $2 a month. You get access to all that live episodes, the whole nine. So definitely worth it. Check it out. Patreon.com slash 161 boys. That is it for me. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on Tuesday. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. I'll be just fine. Yeah, I'll be just fine. I've come a long, long way from the sucker I was. Learned to love myself and let go of us. So we swore each other off from the text we sang. This'll be my year if I don't see you again. I've come a long, long way from the sucker I was. Learned to love myself. Let go of us So we saw each other up from the text we sent This'll be my year if I don't see you again This'll be my year if I don't see you again This isn't what you wanted But this is what you get Don't reach out in the summer not even just to check up on me If you're out of sight and you're out of mind Then I'll be just fine, yeah, I'll be just fine Maybe find someone on a Friday night And I'll be just fine, yeah, I'll be just fine I've come a long, long way from the sucker I was Learned to love myself and let go of us So we swore each other off from the text we sent This'll be my year if I don't see you again I'm the sucker I'm